I want to record this episode because I am so grateful as to how God used us. And I thank God at 5.52 p.m. on this very day, I thank you, God, so much on June the 27th, on this very Monday, that you had me to document this. That I can always play it back and listen on how you use us to bless other people. And I'm just here to put some, not even give examples, but to testify on how God used us. I make sure I'm always available. I'm not on every form of social network, but I thank God for what he has me to be a part of right now. Order for me to go further into the future, I must be glad where I am because I'm not where I was. So that means that growth has taken place and not just for me, for you also. How many times God used us daily? Couldn't even count on any finger or toes or using somebody else's limbs. Or how many times God has actually used you and used me to bless somebody else. My messenger is always open. My page is always tuned in. I'm always available. And if I don't see your birthday in time, if I don't see your accomplishment in time, days later up to whenever it happened, after, before, it's not intentional. I just that I'm on there to minister and be encouraging and share what God is doing in my life. Showing the sense of humor side of it. Showing the serious side of it. The praying side, the land of hands side, the believing and only believing side of it. And by me being available, this what would happen had I not been available. I got a message in the middle of the night. Phone went off. Ding. I can never get upset if it ding, 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 ding. Because I'm in ministry. There's no such thing as part-time ministers. We are ministers of the gospel of Christ. And my phone went off in a midnight hour. And this beautiful person said to me, this is the night I'm going to take my life. I don't want to be here anymore. This is the night I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it tonight. And no one going to talk me out of it. A suicidal person doesn't think about later. Don't think about tomorrow. They only think about the present. Because of the past. So I say, no, you will not. Wait. No, you will not. Wait. It always get better from here. Now tell me I'm wrong. Did you not see it through your entire life? And who's responsible for helping you to see it through? Is he worth you ending what he called you to do now? 
And he's the one who see you through it. Every time that you see it through. Every time. So why you want to quit now? With satisfaction. Who is satisfied regarding you in your assignment? The enemy. Why give him that satisfaction when Christ laid his life down? Did he not? And every question I ask, the person can only say, you're right. You can't have them in a predicament, in a situation for them to answer, you're wrong. You can't feed into the thought. You got to change their mind, their way of thinking. You're right. And to look at this person today, just drop an album. Starting out from the bottom, working the way up to the top. Not trying to mention the gender, so I said, working the way up. Not going to say her or him. Because what matters is the person gave themselves a second chance to see it through. And that person is so glad. Thanking God, you can see the smile on this person's face. I'm so glad that God sent somebody my way. Now, what if I turned over or had my phone turned off? A man was driving a truck. He drives trucks for a living. His wife and his child, they departed their body. I don't know if they were murdered. I didn't know. I don't know all the details. But all I know, he was on his way to retaliate on other men with wives and children because his were gone. He snapped. Ministered the gospel unto him. He changed his mind and broke down and cried it out. There was another person who enjoyed slitting their wrists and slitting every vein, trying to find the main artery so they could bleed to death inside out. And God had me to see this person. And the half of their shirt came up and they didn't mean for it to come up, but God wanted me to see. And there were so many razor blades marks on the stomach and on the arms. Why are you doing that? I don't feel pain. In fact, it feel good when I do it. So that's something wrong with your mental. There's something wrong with you mentally. Because your brain tells your body how to function. Your brain tells your body that that hurts. That's supposed to hurt. Or that's supposed to feel good. So if, if your brain telling your body the opposite, telling you that pain feel good, then something is wrong. There was a person who wanted to do voodoo on people, witchcraft on people. And she called herself a good witch. And I was introduced to this woman. And I called it out. Not call her out, I called it out. By saying, what do she do for a living? Because I was introduced to this person. What do she do for a living? Well, let me tell you what I saw that she do.
She have dolls. She have pens. She chants. She puts spells on people. How do you know? Called the person. Told the person. There's a woman who called you out for what you do. And had a child that was under, you know, the spell so heavy by putting a spell on your own kid. Because that child looks so much like her father, which you can't stand. So this girl grew up her whole life flying across the room, hands spinning around and throwing up gook. Went to countless churches. Many of them were scared to have her come in. Many was getting tired of casting them out and they came back. It was like an Armaville horror. She's flying up. Her body is lifting off the ground. She's chanting things. The demon is speaking through her. And she can feel every time the episode before it comes, she can feel it's coming. The same way we can discern that something good is happening. Those who are possessed can discern something bad about to happen. I mean, she walked and doors open up. So demonically, shutting windows with her eyes. They're given the power, but using it in the wrong direction. God sent her to me. And all she could do is lie about it. I don't know why it keep coming upon me. I'm just so innocent. No, you keep inviting it back. But can you come to my home and I'm not coming anywhere with you because you keep inviting it back. You're not going to put me through no exorcism like that and you keep inviting it back. You want that demon inside of you. But you don't want to be overtaken to the point it overtake you and kill you. Guys invited me on a college campus in a dorm room. These freshmen, as soon as their parents left, and these are real testimonies that God has used, how he uses us. It's how he used me. They were freshmen in college, and their parents, you know, said their goodbyes, you know, farewell. Here's your clothes. Here's whatever you need. You know, just the last trip of all your belongings. We love you. See you on, you know, on the next holiday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, whatever. As soon as the parents left, them girls thought it was a good idea to get a Ouija board. So they got a Ouija board. And they started playing around with it. Next thing you know, the lights went out. Things started to happen around inside the room. But one parent decided to go back. If it wasn't for that parent's faith life, who knows what would have happened in that room, in that dorm. The lights were flickering and all these things were happening. There was a person 
that I would minister to. And this person like watching horror movies. I said, don't you go see that movie. It was it's a demon possessed movie of people just moving around the house. And I forgot what it's called. The happening. I don't know. I said, don't you go see that movie. Why not? Because God showed me what happens when people look at horror. Demons jump. Demons flee inside and out of the person. And they leave out not the same as they came in. Whoever watched this movie that's so demonic, that's going to happen. Oh, it's not going to happen to me, but I know you powerful, Q. Everything you say we see come to pass, but it ain't gonna, this not going to happen to me. Not this time. Don't say I didn't warn you. The next day, the person ran to me crying. Girl, oh my God. I couldn't even make it past the previews. I didn't get a chance to watch the movie. I can feel the demons there waiting to be exposed. They were... A group of guys, God sent them to me. And they were dressed like women. And they took all of the love of God and pruned me. Because they needed it. For a person who's a man just like a woman say to you, don't you stop with this good news. They didn't feel condemned. They didn't feel belittled. They didn't feel separated. They didn't feel outcast. They felt love present. I'm not here to disrespect anybody. I'm only here to release the gospel. If somebody go by the name of, you know, Toya, who used to be Timothy, I have to call you and I want to call you with the name you go by. But I'm here to release God's truth in the atmosphere, his love, his joy, his peace, his patience, kindness, gentleness, generosity, and self-control, faithfulness, and self-control. There was a mother who beated the crap out of her child, and God will always send this child to me. Black eyes, busted lips, and bandages on the arms. The child wasn't even two years old yet. And the mother had a look in her eyes when she felt like she wanted to take her frustration out on this child. So what God had me to do is, what he had me to do was, excuse me, I reported it secretly. Not to get her in trouble, but to keep an eye on it because I witnessed with my own eyes the abuse. But the person who I reported it to went back and told the person mother what I said. And I got approached very disrespectfully. Now the person who was a mandate, me as a mandate reporter and you as a mandate reporter reported to a person in a position to change the matter chose not to but tell the person, now I don't know if this child is even still here or not. She was supposed to lose her job, her badge, whatever. Her license, whatever. For telling the parent what I said. So the parent really left the place, took her child so no one would notice what she's doing. 
And we've never seen her or the child again, but I, God said they are, he's alive. Thank you. Thank you. 21 years old. But just to have the memories of the abuse. There was someone opened up to be used by Satan to try to take me out and decide to put small particles of glass inside my drink. And when I got to the third drop of the last, Holy Spirit said, wait, don't take anymore. I said, okay. Look inside the cup. Small particles of glass everywhere. And a person sitting on the couch waiting to see if I'm going to swallow it or what's the reaction due to me swallowing it. And God will have us not to say a thing. Because shame doesn't convert. Shame condemns. And a person saw my reaction. Just pulled the glass out. Rinsed the cup out. And just sat down and heard the conversation. And that person knew right there and there. It didn't work. There was a man who felt like he was pressured by his wife. He kept trying to take matters of the home and take care of her, buy whatever she wants, take care of the children. And to the point she got spoiled till she actually started acting rotten. And rotten is not a good word. Spoil is not even a good word. It just shows that some of us as women and some of us as men don't know how to accept, you know, our worth due to someone showing it to us. Many of us would choose a quote, a quote, a street guy than a church guy or a street woman than a church woman. Because we quote unquote feel as though the better they are, the more safer we are. Hallelujah. And that's not a fact. These are just some, just some of the many. God said, give this one. Okay. I was asked to preach and pray a special service. And I did. And after I finished, one of the people at this church said, thank you for that powerful word, but we don't have no money to give you. And my response was, I wasn't looking for any. I would have actually given it back because God didn't have me to even think to take anything from me. You don't ever have to say that again. Because if you don't, just don't say. Don't say what you don't. And know that God does. Another situation testimony. I had a host who was supposed to pick me up and take me to go and do some missionary work. And the host was late. I was like, this person is never late. They were three hours behind 
They're always there at 8 in the morning. We take tea and everything. It was like 11 o'clock. Where are they? I get a visit. Harry, come. I can't tell you what happened, but just pray. What? I get there. People falling to the ground and crying and passing out. Because my host was rushing to pick me up. And his 15-month-old son at the time wanted to say goodbye to daddy one more time. Some kids are more attached to the dad than the mother. And he was like that with his father. And the father didn't see his son standing behind the vehicle. And he backed the car up on his son. And it split his head wide open. They had to pick the baby up. That's blood just draining out of him. 15 month old. Lay him in the room. Wash his body. So the police come. And find out what happened. Before anybody become charged. Before it even become a crime scene. It been overruled that it was an accident. But after days of seeing this baby body deteriorating, because where I was, there are no funeral homes. So three days, the baby out there, or the family about to sit there until the third day when they bury it. Flies all around. You can smell the body deteriorating. Every day people go in there and pray with it. Every day is a different change to the body. And God still had me to get up and preach after that. Never seen nothing like that in my life. And the mother said the child was acting a little strange that day than usual. The child eats all the time. Big belly baby. But didn't want not, did not want to eat that day. Did not want to take tea or eat breakfast that morning. The child was just standing there looking at the mother and father. Right till they turn around, the child would just stand there, you know, in the front of the door, side of the door. And it was like, you acting strange. You don't never do this. Why are you just watching from afar? My God. My God. And God still told me to preach after that. The words that God had me to say out of my mouth, people was falling to the ground and shouting and all kinds of things. It was very intense and fine to the point I was about to pass out. I've been sexually assaulted a lot on different jobs. And I'm talking about high school age. With these grown men doing that to me and other girls. And I put a stop to it. Everybody is used to be a blessing. And to make a long story short, that man never ever, and he actually apologized. And he, you know, quit and just said, forget it. I'm too ashamed to be here. But please forgive me for what I have done.
When we give God our lives, he's responsible to keep it. But if we have our lives as our own, quote unquote, how are we putting him in a situation where he can keep it? Well, we're doing everything for it not to be kept. There was a man and a woman, excuse me, there was a man and a woman fighting two something in the morning on the road and God had me there. And I guess he looked like he, he was talking like he's about to kill her. I don't know what she did. But she jumped out that car to run for her life. And thank God that it was another vehicle coming up before mine who let her in. We don't know if she was kidnapped or what. We just heard a, a big argument. And it got that intensified, that scary that she jumped out the car while it was still going. Sacrificing, rolling on the ground, another car coming to hit. She just knows that it's either I'm going to take my own life because I'm not going to have you to take it. And she made it safe. There were some guys who wanted to retaliate on another neighborhood. We're going to shoot these guys up. We're going to wait till they come out tonight. They were smoking and drinking, getting themselves pumped up to take care of the crime. And I said to those young guys, y'all not going to do that. Y'all going to get in the car. You're going to go back home and wake up the next day being glad that you're not waking up in a cell because it's not worth it. You're right. We got kids to think about. And these young teenagers, we got children to think about. We can't, can't risk our kids' lives. You're right. We're going to go home. Let's go home, guys. God put people in our path every day. They don't have to give you their story for us to pray for them. Pray for whoever you see. You can just say, God, bless them. God, lift them up for whatever is going on with them. You know, just lifting them up. I lift them up to you, God. We ain't got to get into detail. You ain't got to let nobody know you're praying for them. I'm lifting them up, God. That's why I thank God for having access to social media on Facebook that, you know, connects to every nation. And every person that God used me to bless and use you to bless, to stop them from having suicidal thoughts, they are so glad that they didn't do it because they wasn't thinking about the next day. It gets better from here, but I'm not thinking about the next day. I'm thinking about ending it right now. That's how suicidal people think. There was a person who thought they were so big and they were just so small, so fragile. Their mind was telling them that you're fat, you're big. So this person threw up everything. Nothing set on. Very malnutrition. Very pale. And here come God. God sent me into a place where this couple did drugs. And they will always fight. And I'll try to stay out of it. 
But one time, this lady, she got so scared, she ran and knocked on my door. I don't know who else to come to. Help me, help me. Blood everywhere. Her nose, her mouth busted. What am I going to do? Send her back out? No. Just make a long story short, it never happened again. I was in a car with someone and they cut somebody off the road on purpose. And the person who was on the beltway, a person got so upset that they got cut off. They lifted up and pulled out a gun to shoot the driver while he was driving on the beltway. But he didn't know that a female was in the car. So when God had me to sit up and look at the person, he put the gun back in and looked like, oh, I'm glad I didn't shoot. I would have shot an innocent woman. Not just me here, the guy who was driving here, and the one who was took out the gun is still here. People say all the time, we are angels. You such an angel, Q, or you such an angel to you. But the thing is, we are not. They have their own formality. We are supernatural beings. We're not angelic beings. We're not angelic hosts. We are supernatural beings. There's a difference between an angel and a supernatural being. We are in God's image and likeness. They're not. God create them in any way, shape, or form he want to. There are some angelic beings, some, some angelic hosts that look like creatures. Some look like half lion and half, you know, owl faces. Very uniquely made. Some of them made out of, you know, gems and, you know, I met a heart of diamond. An angel name was called a heart of diamond. How unique is that? A heart of diamond. And body was shaped like different forms and angles of diamond. One big diamond being cut and shaped and formed to being an angel. So beautiful. These testimonies that you hear, you release in the atmosphere every day. Many, many of the times you're not even aware, neither am I. But being aware that you on assignment, you become more aware and more aware and more aware. There were a numerous of abductions. God had me to take the number down. And I called one family. Is this person home yet? No. But before they answered, I want to say, I'm not calling to say I found them. So they put the number out. If you find this person, call. I didn't find them. But I'm calling to say, did you find them? I'm calling to ask, did you find the person yet? Did they call home yet? No. And no one has called us and said that they concerned. We appreciate that. It's good people out here. We appreciate that. You don't have to call and ask if the person show up home who's missing, a missing person. I gave it another two weeks. I called back. The person home. Yes. Thank you, God. She made it home. She was gone for weeks. Another testimony regarding Atlantic Records. I didn't go through the necessary steps to having to hear my song. 
You got to have an autobiography connected to some N3P or N3P, whatever, MP4. You got to connect that to all kinds of things you got to do. Get your bars and hooks together. And they want you to do three different form, different type of form of songs. And you're just one artist and you might just, you know, be into one category. They want you to release three types of categories. Just in case one don't make it or the second one, at least you have a third way of doing it. And got me to write them back. I mean, send them my stuff and have to write them first, let them know. I don't know about after all that to do, you know, fathers in the craft, but I am gifted and I want you to check this out. I got an invite. Come to Atlanta Records for an interview in New York. God, what do you think? Don't go. What do you mean don't go? I'm going singing songs for you to expand the kingdom. Don't go, Quenisha. Okay, God, I won't go. Because I want you to be aware of what's happening here. You start out being who you are. And then when the fans start to come and certain record labels, the fans tell you how to live. Because that's where your income coming in. Whatever they want to see more of, they're going to have you to do more of that. And that's not every record label. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that's a letter records record label. Don't get me wrong. But God, just give me the reasons as to what happened in some of these record labels. And I'm not going to have you a part of that. Don't go. I said, okay, God. Another testimony before I leave. There was a woman who saw me preach on the train and was about to depart her body, she felt like, due to cancer, quote, unquote. She was willing to write me a check, have me come meet her and get it. For all, she was going to empty out her account and just out of one check. It was 1.4, 1.6, God. 1.4 million dollars. She said, I know you preach the gospel. I know you'll make it to a good use. But do me a favor. Add a couple of charities in there. You can pick which ones. But just make sure you do this money into good use. Don't spend it on yourself, going shopping, this and that. Do it for the, for the kingdom's sake. And I said to her, she said, because I'm going home, I have cancer. I said, I'm, I said to her, I appreciate the offer, but I'm not going to need your money. I don't want your money. And you're not going to have to give it up because you're not going anywhere. You're healed. She said, yeah, it sounds good, but I really want to go home. I don't want your money. I'm still going to pray for you. And her lawyer was so pissed. How are you going to send some money you don't even know? You, I'm your lawyer, and a lawyer was a family member. I'm your family member and lawyer. You couldn't leave nothing to me. And they were so angry at me. And before she passed, she still signed those things over. But I didn't want those things. And testimony, make a long story short, her lawyer that she told to get in contact with me never did. And I'm so glad I wanted the woman to be like, okay, I do want. She heard me say, you're not going to need it. Because you are healed. That's what she was supposed to hear. Just being bold for God like that. God can say anything to us. Are we willing to change it? If God says you exaggerate so much, stop it. 
Would you get in your feelings or would you try to deny it or would you just stop it? You do this. You shouldn't do that. You're right, God. Not but God. Well, what about them? Right, God. Okay. You understand? These are some things that got me to get up here and share with you guys. And God used that one woman's testimony to see the smile on her face. I didn't do it. When I write my posts and statuses on Facebook, those people that have access not going to always like and not even on your page because many people are afraid of someone going to think it's them because they feel so convicted by it is being them. Some just want to see what you're posting up and receive it like that. It's so good that we support it by family and friends, but how much better is it to see that all your, or majority of our comments and likes and views are from people who need to get to know God and not those who already do. And we out here thinking that we're really doing something when it's him doing the work. He can really be used by us to bring people who need a physician. Not those who already have one. Now it's good to stir each other up and be inspiring and uplifting. But what about those who don't feel that way? I know what it's like to be scared to open up a bill in the mailbox not knowing what the balance is going to be. Nervous to call your account and check it out. Don't know what the balance is going to be. I know what it's like to be on the plus side. I know what it's like to be on the negative. I know what it's like to get loans. I know it's like they have no loans. Be a lender. I know it's like to believe. I know what it's like to believe God for food. I know what it's like to not even have some at the time, and I gotta think about food to feel full to go to bed because I didn't have any in my possession because I given it all to my child instead. Then I realized, wait a second, he getting too big, too fast. I'm getting too small. We gotta split this thing. That movie, Pursuit of Happiness, I see a lot of me and my son in that movie. The pursuit of it. Hallelujah. Just being so grateful and thankful just to be a blessing here. I'd rather witness people to Christ or back to Christ they're witness the people who already have Christ. How can we minister? By opening our mouth. You don't have to know every detail, every location. Father, I lift up those on the north, those on the south, east, west. I lift up every nation. Hallelujah. To be in the company of somebody who is that same very hour ready to take their lives and they been used, you've been used by God to change their mind. And they're so glad I didn't do it. 
I didn't swallow those pills. I didn't cut my wrists. I didn't starve myself to death. I didn't. I didn't shoot myself in the head. I didn't kill my kid. Me and my mom talked about yesterday. We walk past people's homes all the time, all of us. Walk past communities and jobs all the time. People in closing places. And we're not even aware of what goes on behind those walls. So many true stories of people being abducted and taken down and strapped down in a chair in a basement, crying out for help. People walking past, not even able to hear. Hallelujah. You have shoes on your feet, clothes on your back. You have a place to stay. You woke up this day. Let's eliminate the complaining. I'm not going to use that term. Somebody's always worse off than you because I'm lifting those people up that they receive their worth and not the worst. Receive what they are worth from God. Due to how much he loves us. God put his word above himself. We are the living word. God writing is all over you. Inside every organ. God's writing concerning your, your mailbox. What comes in and out your home. Father's in the mailing. God writing is concerning your vehicle. Concerning your well-being. Every area of your life. Your family. From the time you wake up. There are words coming to life that's already written. Because of life. How can I be troubled when that's on a side of me? If I'm looking before me. So if I'm troubled, then I don't look somewhere else. Because God said there's trouble on every side. He didn't say there's trouble on every side and before you. It's just trouble on every side. So if I'm distracted, if I'm feeling confused, if I'm feeling upset... Worry or panicky, I don't look somewhere else. When God used the word to be so sharp to convert us to be better, it's not just to hear it, it's to apply it. Start with myself. So what testimonies are you sitting on? And what I mean by that, with the weight of God's glory that caused them to come to pass. Or the things that you prayed that didn't, did not come to pass. Thinking about the things and the times that God has saved you or delivered you from. Thinking about God just being there. Thinking about every time God come through for us. Don't ever get too much to the point where you forgot when. Forgot to remember. For those who have... You know, they feel like they're financially stable now due to them. God sowing, these people to sow in their life and being resourceful. Me and them not as humble as they was when they didn't have any dollars. Now, many make it about money. I give you a thousand. Okay, good. Take a picture with me. Rest of them might give you $10. Thank you. I appreciate it. But you think it in your heart. That's all you got. Come on, somebody. God said, 
write a list, but do just do it, you know, visionize a list and write it with your heart from those who you honor the most and go all the way down with your heart and write the ones you, you know, pretty much will put at the bottom of the list. And God said, whoever at the bottom, put them at the top. That's ministry. <laughs> Are you willing to love those who hate you? When it comes to the word honor and people, it shouldn't be a list. That's the purpose of me saying that. Because it shouldn't be one. It should be everybody's name right on the same level of honor. There's no way we're supposed to value anyone the least. And many of us give that off. Many of us only respond to people we feel like important enough to respond to. And yet don't respond to some people who responds to you. You don't want to respond back because they're just not that important. And them people sitting around like, they feel like they're not important. I'm just not that dear to them. And there are some trying to do whatever it takes to get their attention. Because there's a lot thereof. There is a lack thereof. Being humble is being strong. Being humble is being powerful. Being humble is exercising authority. Being humble is being mighty. Being humble is being pure at heart. Being humble. You will always have if you're humble. God is so over us preaching and teaching and we preach and teach for some of us so well and sound so convincing but lacking something thereof. We even know how to behave with the teaching and preaching. Because you're saying something correct. That is what God said. But if we don't see that in your life, Just releasing some testimonies. So what are the testimonies that God has released unto you to release to other people? What have he done through you to bless others? From the time you wake up, from the time you go to bed. From the time you wake up until the time you go to bed. Excuse me. Because God is always doing something good. He's always moving. Always. That never changes. He's so amazing. Isn't he? Hallelujah. So continue to testify the goodness of the Lord. You only got to open your mouth majority of the time when you testify. Your body language tells it all. Your lifestyle tells it all. People coming to you tells it all. Being drawn by people who don't know is so much more valuable than being drawn by people who do know. How can I witness to somebody who already been witnessed to and receiving a gospel? So how is it being spread if I'm only around those who already have a physician? Have a Messiah, know the Messiah. So that's where the ministry come in. God, what can I do? 
And he's going to always start with ourselves. He's going to always start with us. Hallelujah. I thank you for listening. So many testimonies. So many. God sent me to a child care facility. Couldn't stand it at first. Didn't know why I was there. Had me around kids majority of my life. From infants all the way to what? Seventh grade. My whole life. Half of my life. But I was with infants and toddlers all the way up to preschool for about 13 years out of my life. And once I started calming down and giving it over to God, and what happened was I was working with some infants and I was responsible for these infants. And they're not able to talk for themselves. And a child was crying the whole day. And we tried to console the child, console the child. And the parent, when the parent came, the child was laughing. And they assumed the child must have had a great day. No, they're laughing and smiling because they see a familiar face. They see mommy coming to get me. And God said, now change it. Because I said to myself, I'm going to make sure each child who encounter me have a great encounter. Even if they're not able to speak about it, they are able to remember it. I did have a great day. I remember she read me a story. I remember she was singing and playing with me. I remember she was tickling me. I remember when she fed me. I remember she didn't deny me. She didn't push me away because children can feel tension. The children that people didn't want to be bothered with the most, the most busiest or the ones that's lacking this or those who have a smell or this and that. I'd be like, give them all to me. Bring, bring me those first. That's how Christ thinks. The ones who nobody want to be around, give me those first. I'll start with them first. That's why the last shall be made first. Because they were outcast, <laughs> overlooked, misunderstood. And I'm putting them in the front line <laughs> because you matter. See how he thinks? <laughs> and I made history there. I have a picture to show, but I don't really like showing it because I was smiling too hard. <laughs> Out of 20,000, top 13. The first black woman and the youngest of all of them who received that award. And it lasts a lifetime. So amazing that that happened. So grateful of that happening. Because I calmed down and I humbled myself and asked God, what should I do about it? And God said, make sure they have the best encounter. Hallelujah. Just, re just releasing, excuse me, testimonies. I know you have many too. I pray that this blessed you. But just know wherever you look at, whenever you, wherever destination you go to, people you look at, just lift them up in prayer. God, lift them up in prayer. And all is well. You ain't got to say much. Whoever God you should be around. Hallelujah. Because there is a time and a day when we all just communicating from the kingdom here. You ain't got to wonder who else out here ministering. You would know clearly and loudly someone else present with the same heart and hunger that you have. And imagine, visionize that. Imagine that you're in a store, people being impatient, but you being patient and kind. 
and then somebody else come in the store with the same positive attitude as you. You understand? It's not me preaching and teaching that makes me powerful. It's me knowing that he is the one responsible. And I allow him to lead as I continue to follow. That is the power. To submit, to be humble. Many of us want to submit to a man and a woman before we submit to our Savior. Many want a groom or a bride and haven't even made him the bridegroom yet. <laughs> Hallelujah. I pray that we don't be deceived. Thinking that, you know, and really feeling and believing that what is not. So how about we just humble and say, Father, nevertheless. Even Christ said, nevertheless. If this cup pass over me, it's just like saying, if the betrayal pass over me, if me being spat on pass over me, if me being stroked with those rods pass over me, if that crown of thrones don't go in my head, just pass over me, if me being betrayed and lied to pass over me, if me being denied pass over me, if me being rejected pass over me, if me being disrespected pass over me, if me holding on calamity pass over me, if me holding on their sins and bearing their sins so they could be free from sin pass over me, if everything that I came here from the kingdom here in the earth, in the flesh, to make sure they receive salvation, pass over me. But nevertheless, not my will, thy will be done. So always remember when it comes to you saying something or me, or thinking something some way, nevertheless, if this persecution pass over me, if this process pass over me, if this how I'm feeling pass over me, if this what I'm seeing pass over me, if words of lies just pass over me, if those doing this and doing that pass over me, if the trouble on the left and right just pass over me, if this storm pass over me, if this mountain pass over me, but nevertheless, I cast it down. Standing on mountains when we can cast them down. Swimming in storms that we can cease. Pass over me, but nevertheless. Me stirring myself up if that pass over me. Me pressing to push the past the praise for the purpose. Pass over me. If this preparation pass over me. If this financial breakthrough pass over me. If me being single want to be married, just pass over me. If this business license just Pass over me, going through the steps to receive it. Pass over me. Me on this job, just pass over me. Me seeking God for gas. If that thought just pass over me. Trying to believe God. When he say only believing, if that thought can pass over me. Me standing fast, if that can pass over me. Me exercising my faith, if it can pass over me. Me not to be anxious for nothing, if that thought can just pass over me. When it takes to build up my character, if it can pass over me. Me cry at night when you say sleep will be sweet. If those thoughts of sleepless nights can pass over me. Me worried about what kind of account I have or what about my well-being economically. If that thought can pass over me. My organs not functioning. My body telling me something that you didn't say. If them thoughts pass over me. 
looking to the left and the right. In fact, it passed over me. Feeling what I shouldn't be feeling if it passed over me. Even when it comes to stirring yourself up. If I got to go through the steps to be still and know, nevertheless, nevertheless, I stand up and I clap my hands. Nevertheless, I give God praise. Nevertheless, because it shall too pass over me. It's supposed to pass over me. It won't pass me by, but it's supposed to pass over me. So I'm going to praise before I see it because I know it got to pass over me. That pass over me go two ways. Push and pass for the pass over or for those who rushing it to be over and done with and not go through no necessary steps. But how about we just say nevertheless as it pass over me. I'm still going to believe while it's passing over me. I'm still going to receive as it pass over me. My future is brighter than my beginning because it's passing over me. Hallelujah. I love you so much. Thank you guys for listening. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. I love you. Thank <laughs> you.